This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapers, we've got a brand new Geekscape coming up with our good friend Cooper Barnes. I want to remind you guys, I want you to email me advice on how you think I should finish the show. A sound effect, an outro, a theme song, something to let you guys know that the show is over before your MP3s just start playing whatever you listen to. Look for us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and of course go to geekscape.net and check out all the articles and everything that we've been putting up throughout the week. This is Geekscape, enjoy the episode. Geekscapists. Here's a brand new Geekscape with our good friend Cooper Barnes. How's it going? Cooper, you and I actually became friends on Geekscape. Yeah. Anybody who comes to my door dressed in a Peter Parker, like, Spider-Man get-up, because you were kind of both. You, you were wearing what Peter Parker would wear over your Spider-Man. Underneath his clothes, yeah. Yeah, you were wearing a Spider-Man top underneath your clothes. Um, I, and, and I said, hey, come back. We're audio now. And, it, and now you're just dressed as Spider-Man. Which I, I, I think is I'm weird. Dre- I'm dressed as him right now. <laughs> I, well, the thing Come is, off the ceiling and do the, the episode. The joke's on you, though, because you think that I did this special for you. I, I dress like this all the time. How have you been? I'm good, man. How, how, you, how have you been doing? I'm good. Uh, we were talking before the episode started. I can't see you because there's no visual here. <laughs> we're just two voices in a void. It's really fucking weird. Um, Cooper came by because he wants to promote this show. Well, let's definitely talk about this before anybody forgets. That would be me forgetting, by the way. Uh, Cooper came by to promote this show he's got coming up this Saturday? Yeah, this Saturday, the 28th of January. Okay. We, we just had Satine Phoenix come on to promote the fact that on Saturday she's asked me to be in a D&D competition. That's, oh, that'll definitely get you laid. Well, the D&D... Well, come on. I'm married. There's no need for that. <laughs> <laughs> D&D would actually be an upgrade. <laughs> um, so... I'm in this quote-unquote celebrity D&D fundraiser okay. where we play D&D for five hours. With celebrities? I know. I, I was giving her shit about how we're all scrubs. But yeah. it's going to be fun. And that's what I'm doing on the 28th. What are you doing? It's this thing called The Men's Room? Yeah, it's called The Men's Room. It's a, a new sketch comedy pilot. And uh, it's going to be this Saturday, downtown L.A. at the uh, Encompass Studios. Uh-huh. Encompass Studios on Andrita Street. 
and there's going to be two live tapings at 5.15 and at 7.15. So at 5.15, you guys run through the show, and then at 7.15, you basically do, do a little again. bit of an adjustment and yeah. try and clean up what you... And is it taped? Is it no, live it's, stream? No, it's taped in front of a... No, it's taped live in front of a, a live audience. Uh-huh. It's going to be like one or two sketches that are, you know, pre-roll. Mm-hmm. But um, but most uh, the majority of the of the show will be will be live, and we'll be getting live reactions from the audience. And you said a live studio pilot. Yes. What, what a pilot for who? It's it's actually kind of up in the air right now. It's mm-hmm. it's completely independently produced by Michael Wilson, who um, he was a producer on um, Burn Notice, and he was a producer on Politically Incorrect with mm-hmm. Bill Maher, and the guy just grew up. On the studio of SNL, like he was there really? throughout the '80s, throughout the '70s, right during its, you know, like really during its heyday at the beginning. So he really knows what he's doing, and uh, he's done a lot in the realm of sketch comedy. And he decided just to do this on his own. He's completely producing it on his own because he wants to, in his words, do it right without, you know, without having any anybody tell him how to do it. And he's got some interest from a few different, a uh, few different networks. So we'll see where it ends up. How did he find you? Um, well, I was I was actually uh, jerking off a guy behind a Pep Boys, and he was getting his oil changed at the time, and he's like, "Hey, you look funny," um, and I just wanted a, I just wanted a sandwich, and uh, he was nice enough to buy me lunch and get me cleaned up, and I did a couple impressions for him, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing on the twentieth of January?" You did impressions for him. <laughs> you no, I just thought this yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you the that's, sandwich. That's, you... That story is a lot more interesting than the real story, which is I just I just auditioned for. Uh-huh. Him. Um, I had I had, uh, I had tested for SNL about a month earlier. Uh, this was back in September, and uh, he had kind of heard about me from my my stuff online, like my my videos with Frog Island. Frog Island comedy. Yeah, you guys need to check it out. I love that one. I, you know what? I just showed that to my students. I showed it to my students. Which the, one? The, the Toast of Green Lantern. Oh, the Toast of Green Lantern. Right, right. I showed um, that one to my students because I think it's hilarious and it's all one location and it's really funny and they're always trying to do things uh, economically. So I think that that was a really, really, really awesome uh, short, really effective. So I use it as a teaching tool now. I bet you guys didn't know that over I at Frog didn't. Island. You use that as a teaching tool? Well, as a way to show them that basically you can get away with having just one location if you make it creative and make it fun and just keep it moving. Yeah, just based you know in mean? conversation and yeah. Just you, have, you don't have, have to have a million like high concept plot twists or locations or big actions, you know, things. You just keep it fun, especially with the budget, you know, constraints of the day graduate students going to be working with in film so yeah i think that's why a lot of a lot of uh first time directors kind of burst on the scene with something that is it's mainly a, a conversation piece well gay by dawn have you seen gay by dawn my short no the like, last time i talked to you were oh no you were talking about making making a feature out right of it, but gay, i still haven't seen it no. uh the gay by dawn features buried under i think those windows on my computer right now oh really <laughs> but uh do you have any copies of it the, uh, of the of the script? No, like the of the short. Do you have a hard yeah, copy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, but that's like a conversational. That's a conversational movie. It all just takes place around the campfire there. Yeah. But the the movie does have a lot more locations. But it's a feature, and you got to have stunts and things like that to keep it explosions. Interesting. Yeah, if it's a horror some movie, if it's work. a horror movie. You want to see some people getting fucked up. Oh yeah, you want to see people getting like blown in half. So this is like a one hour pilot. Mm-hmm. It's a one-hour comedy pilot. What would you compare it to? Is there any way for the for for the audience to watch it online, or is it streaming, or is it? Are we, talk, are we talking about the men's room right yeah, now? Yeah, men's room. Oh yeah, men's well, room. men's room is a half-hour pilot. Half I hour, should, I should specify, but it's it's live, so we'll be stopping and starting between the 
between the sketch setups because it's it's this big awesome studio and they've got like it's like SNL style sets. I mean, really? it's really impressive. I'm I'm super geeked to be part of it. And, and the this cast dude's financing is, it. Yeah, um, and the cast is amazing. It's who wrote um, it. Um, it was a it was a, a group effort. Uh, he's got a lot of staff writers, um, John Ezrine, um, um I want to say Maddie Smith is his name. Um, but the the cast themselves actually submitted a lot of material. We had a big a big table read, and we read like forty scenes, and uh, and uh, they they selected the like the ten they felt were best, and those mm-hmm. are the ones that we're doing. But the cast submitted quite a lot of really good stuff themselves. There's a guy, Satara Falcon, in it, who's... Satara um, Falcon? Yeah. Sounds like a Thundercat. He is a Thundercat, actually. He's, <laughs> he's, from, um, he's, he's from another planet, um, and uh, he's actually part Puma, but, uh, but he's also a, a very talented actor Sitar. and writer. He is, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, um, George Harrison used to play him when he was hanging out with Ravi Shankar, um, but, uh, but he actually wrote a very, a very funny scene that he and I are in together um, called Thornton Brothers Trucking. So you've got this talented cast, funny script, it's half hour, and you run through it twice. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it once uh, for a 515 audience, and then uh, we'll stop, tweak anything that we feel needs to be tweaked, and then we'll, we'll do it again for the 715 audience. Now that being said, it's not like if you show up at 715 you're going to see a better show. We may do it, we, we may knock it out of the You guys can cut it together. Yeah. You can cut and paste what you want. Yeah, well that's probably what they'll do, is they'll, they'll take whatever was the better performance um from each particular scene and then cut it together into a into a pilot presentation the first time i ever saw that phenomenon of live tv actually shot twice was in summer of 1999 i was an internet mtv what a summer that was (laughs) yeah it was a summer that i played uh pokemon the entire summer instead of actually being single in new york and doing anything star wars the phantom menace uh Disappointed that people. Was, across oh, I, the I remember country. the moment that it, it, the second time I saw Phantom Menace, I saw it at the Ziegfeld with my father. And if you're gonna, if you're in New York, like Ziegfeld's the theater to see those giant movies because yeah, it's like amazing. And I remember still being in denial about how bad the Phantom Menace was. Everybody was in denial. And I was in, it I, was after the second one, and I sat there, and I was coming out of the bathroom at the Hilton where my my dad and I had a room, and he was just there to. to to get me into my apartment so I could start my internship at MTV. He had flown in just for that. And I'm coming out of the bathroom, and he's on the phone with my stepmom. And, she, and, and, he, and I just hear the words, yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was like he, he knew how big of a Star Wars fan I was up until the prequels. So he yeah. wanted to keep it quiet. He didn't want me to hear... Had you not seen it yet? Or no, this is the second you, time you, I'd you, seen okay, it. You had but seen I, it. But I was in denial. Still... So he didn't want... He didn't want to break my heart, so he said, yeah, it wasn't really good. And I, like, walked in on the conversation, and he might as well have been with a hooker or, or like, killing someone yeah. or doing something it's like awful. like he just told you Santa Claus isn't real. I was like, um, yeah. no. Yeah, I think, I think the Santa Claus is real metaphor works better because in my heart, I knew it to be true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and you, you were like, you know, like, hey, if my parents keep saying that it's real, then I guess it oh might be. Oh, man, when I heard Maybe. him say that, that was the moment standing there at like the, in, in the hallway of the Hilton being like, yep. That was It's awful. true. It's true. That movie was awful. I, I, was, I, was, I had my hopes up for, for 15 years, and <laughs> this was the pilot shit that I read delivered. all those fucking extended you universe novels and Zahn comics books. and uh, all that. I, uh, but, I, but I remember that summer, we, I was an uh, intern at MTV and MTV2, and Tom Green was in its second season. It had just started its second season. It was the last season they filmed in New York. 
And so there's a lot of quality entertainment. Yeah, well, we were in the, in the cinema. Well, and well he was TV. hot. Like, like remember Tom Green was oh, hot. He was back fucking. Then. He was a handsome man. You're but, right. But I mean that oh, show. Oh, you meant popularity. Work. Yeah, that show was gangbusters that summer. I remember when I got that internship, people were like, "Holy shit, you're gonna be working with Tom Green." Mm-hmm. Looking back, I should have gotten an internship with Howard Stern based <laughs> on the, you know just lasting power. But this guy's gonna be huge. Oh, he was. I mean, this was pre Freddie Got Fingered, and he was still on the way up. Yeah. This is pre Drew Barrymore, pre Nut Cancer. This is before, <laughs> this is before <laughs> career got fingered. Right. So. Uh, he was the sh- everybody in college loved him. So thanks for yeah. calling it nut cancer. But. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he had the. Uh, I thought it was the best internship ever, and they they were going to run through it twice. And here's the thing: they had two audiences, and both audiences had to line up on Forty Second Street along the side of the building of the MTV building. Okay. The job they gave me because they didn't really have anything to do with them until they cycled them into the the theater. They gave me the job of. Entertaining the line. Oh, like you were like warming. The warm-up I was warming up the line. Here I was. I was twenty years old, and I'm telling jokes to the line, and I'm saying things like "Who came the furthest?" Things that the warm-up guy does. Like "Who came from the?" You know, and and I was you're actually, 20, so you're having to be relatable. Like, hey, what's the yeah, deal with yeah, fake IDs? I'm giving. Right? Well, I'm, I'm giving them T-shirts and stuff. Saying, yeah. "Hey, like who came the furthest with this? Who's excited?" Da da da. But I'm also telling jokes. I'm making fun of the people in Times Square. And I didn't realize what I was doing. <laughs> I just thought I was trying to be funny because that's what they told me to do. They said, Jonathan, go downstairs. They need somebody to entertain the audience for like a half hour. And just go downstairs. That's a long time. And, oh, yeah. That's and a long set. But it, but, I, but it wasn't a set. You know, It was just me being like the, the way. Right. They told me to be the way I was during the office, like during the week. And so I'm just trying to make these people laugh. And I was like, man, that was great. And they're like, yeah, okay. We're bringing that first audience in. Here comes the second. Do it again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Now you got to do it again. But you can use <laughs> like, a lot of the same jokes because that's totally, a whole new audience. But like four weeks in, I think all the employees were out there on the walkies, like trying to make sure everything was working. Just hated me. They're like, Jonathan, yeah. enough, enough with you. Enough but, with the stupid T-shirt joke. Enough with this. Who cares if they're from Florida? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm from Florida. Yeah, you get the fuck out of here. He's from Michigan. I thought he was from Florida because no one has more redneck-looking pictures on their Facebook than you do. <laughs> do I really? I, yeah, I'm dude, not aware. You of had it. handlebars on that one photo. Oh yeah, I, I do. You had handlebars, handlebars on that photo. That was for a movie I did like like four years ago. Yeah, a movie called Raping Someone and having it on VHS. That, that was, was it. It was called Raping Someone. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's you, available. You on, looked like a it's available ra- on Betamax <laughs> in certain states. Not, not actually. Allowed to say which days they're available. You look like in. a racist. <laughs> it's my racist look. You know, there's a lot of racist characters out there, and I would be a fool to to say that I won't play those parts. So of course, I assume when you showed up, be like, "Hey, man, you went home for the holidays? Where'd you go back? Home to Florida? You go back to Florida?" <laughs> but I love that in your mind, Florida is like this like hub of racism and handlebar mustaches. Because everyone else thinks of like old people in Disneyland, but for you, it's like, yeah, look at all those those guys with. Cut off uh, flannel shirts and pickup trucks. Yeah, and then he said, "No, I'm from Michigan." I said, "Yeah, it's yeah, same yeah, there. Florida, Michigan. Yeah. They both look like yeah. weird versions <laughs> of the country. From Things the country. Like, anywhere Kid Rock came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's from both places. So listen, man, I'm excited about this. Uh, I'm excited for the sketch show. I, I want excited, it to happen. I'm excited about it too, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm really jazzed about it. It's a it's a really solid cast. Um, Are any of the Frog Island people part of it? Uh, no, no. Come this on, is a those totally, were your homies. Totally, Are they mad? Uh, I don't know if they're mad. I, I hope they're not mad. It's not like it was my call. I was. It wasn't. You're like just I trying was to like, get a job. I'm just trying to get a job. Yeah. Um, What'd you have to do on the audition? 
Um, I had to prepare a material. Did you have yeah, to prepare something? I, I just prepared. I prepared some original characters. I prepared some uh, impressions, and then I just cold read a couple of uh, scenes that actually are still in the show, um, and that was it. But, but listen, if the audience wants to um, be a part of it, and they're in LA, they can just they can go to uh, the men's room. TV at att.net. That's the men's room TV at att.net. And like email them and say, listen, I'll, yeah. I'll well, there's it. there's actually a website. Can you sit through both sets? I don't know. That's a really good question. Why not? Sure. I'm mean, like, no, I ain't leaving. <laughs> no, I'm staying, man. I'm staying. I'm this staying shit right is, this is funny. This shit's funny. <laughs> that guy's wearing sunglasses. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, no, what I'm gonna do is, uh, if it's cool with you, I'll just shoot you the link. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if it's convenient, maybe you could put the link up or something. Or tweet it or do or any tweet of that it or stuff. Or tweet it or whatever you, you do with it to promote <laughs> I use it as a, I'll use it as teaching material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could use it to educate your um, your class. It's clearly getting what they the, paid The for. classes are almost four hours long at some point. you got to find stuff. I, like, come you, on. You, gotta, you guys want to watch some YouTubes? You you're like, so you're like a preacher on Sunday. You're like, what can I talk about It's a stand-up this routine. Uh, you know, let's, let, let's take a look at this YouTube video. It's a complete stand-up routine. Yeah. I try and so you're make like it talking about their shirts. I try and make it educational, but it just turns into a geeks it just turns into a geekscape episode. I don't know if I'm a good teacher. I'm sure you're I don't. I'm learning I'm I think learning I'm so relatable right now. But it's tough, man. Like it's tough sometimes to be like, you know what, I'm tired of teaching Final Cut Pro. Let's just not yeah. you know, yeah, come on. The best part I do like that you live in North Hollywood and we can have lunch. Yeah. Or dinner but I owe you lunch, by the way. I, I don't know. We'll get to it. We'll do that. Um, but, oh, I, but but anyway, I want to. What, what I were you saying? I don't want to shortchange my my plug here. Well, we're going to plug okay? throughout the show. Let's but plug what you this got? shit. Okay, um, it, it's uh, <laughs> you got it written down. <laughs> I, I wrote this down. Um, I, yeah, I think I actually already said everything. It's uh, the Saturday <laughs> after all that at Compass Studios, downtown LA. You're doing the an- uh, you're doing the anti shortchange. I am. I'm, I'm just I'm just painting myself into a, a Cooper. Corner. Yeah. At one of our at one of our lunch dinners. You told me the story about auditioning for SNL. Yeah. And the audi- the, I, want to, I want the audience to hear it because it was actually a really interesting story. What, hap- what was the story? Did you know you were being submitted for SNL? Yeah. Um, my manager submitted me um, last year, actually, and I, we just kind of missed the cutoff point because mm-hmm. they take a look at people every, pretty much every summer. Or every, every, every summer, every fall, depends. Right. Um, but right before they're gearing up for their next season, uh, they'll they'll look to see what's out there. If you look down, like if you yeah. talk like that, it's better. Should I talk like no, that? No, don't talk so like I that. So I just shouldn't look at you. No, no, I, just I go like this. Just look at my own. Just go like this. Just button. lean forward a little, like that. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's better, right there. Talk like this. Now look, look at that. The levels are gorgeous. Now. Oh, look at that. That's that's <laughs> awesome. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna talk like this for the rest of the interview. That's fine. Is that cool? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I just want to see if you can hold it up. Okay, so. You knew you were being submitted. You you missed the cutoff one year, and then what? They hold on to your submission, or and then you, you know, have to get like, like I, I, I'm realistic enough of an actor that I thought, okay, they're just being nice when they said, oh, we really like this stuff. Have to make sure he submits again next year, you know, which is what they said. And I just figured, oh, okay. That's what do they submit? Your Fog Island stuff? They, they just my reel. Your Pacino? And, and some, uh, yeah, like just some just some materials of mine, and a lot of it was from Frog Island stuff, and uh, they. My manager submitted me again this year, and they said, "Yep, yeah, we'll fly him out." And it was just so like they paid that. to fly you out. How long are you yeah. in New York? Uh, like forty-eight hours. Did you order a movie on it was the plane? Like me and Nick Nolte uh, fighting crime. Did you order a movie on the plane? No, I. Or did you order room service? Did they pay you room service? No, uh, they, I'm sure they would have, but I, I. Where do they put you up? 
They put me up at uh, Club Quarters, which is a very nice hotel right by uh, 30 Rock. And um, it's like right, literally like right across the street. So you can go to the NBA store. Is this a sports thing? No, the NBA store is like right up the street. You know the Nintendo store is probably on that same block. That's, see, now that's what I'm talking about. Do you know the you Nintendo got, you store? Got, you got to talk my language here. I went to shoot it's a commercial. I went to sportscape. I went, to, oh, I went, I went to shoot a commercial in New York. I came back with like a John Stockton shirt and a Pikmin shirt. I just hit up the NBA store and the Nintendo store, like boom, right there. That's funny. No, but, I didn't. I actually didn't look around at all. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was pouring rain. It was uh, really cloudy. Uh, I, I went out the night before and just sort of psyched myself out and looked at the building. You were by yourself? Yeah, I was completely alone. And I, I walked out uh, probably like I don't know one in the morning just to just kind of scope up the lo- scope out the location. Wow, this is really happening! Wow, this is really big! <laughs> and um, <laughs> my finally made it. Take and, a look, Pluto. <laughs> and then I looked and I looked at the thirty. I looked at thirty Rockefeller Center and, and don't it's do that. So, You're freaking yourself out. It's I don't know exactly, and it was huge. Like you know how they say that. You know when you go to a, you go to like a live taping. Have you ever been to a live taping out here of anything? No, but like Jay but, Leno but, but, or but something. My, my comedy writing teacher in New York was the head writer on Conan. Uh-huh. So he gave us a tour of that Thirty Rock and the, like the SNL sets. So oh, so yeah, like, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. And uh, like I was, I did the warm up. <laughs> <laughs> I was the guy making fun of the people. Hey, in congrats the line. on uh, auditioning! I actually did the warm up. <laughs> I, that audition's really cute, kid. Yeah. Good job with your little... Uh, I hope your dreams come true. Probably won't. See you in the elevator. Hey, Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps I just, I'm just happy for the opportunity. Get, the, get him out of here. I'll see myself out. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I just looked... And, and the, building, the building just kind of got engulfed by the clouds, and it was so intimidating. Had you never been to New York before? I've been to New York, but I've you been sound to New like York's... a fucking bumpkin from Florida. I know. I mean, I, uh, Michigan. I, I just, just stepped <laughs> off the boat. I didn't have any shoes either. I was wearing my uh, my my uh, <laughs> my long johns and yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Uh, my shoes, my, my cardboard belt. Uh, I, hey. never, I never made it in a real airplane before, so it was a real experience. There's a kid in a barrel of suspenders here claiming to audition <laughs> for Saturday Night Live. Do we, do we know his, about this? He guy? says his name is Skeeters. Um, <laughs> There's a character in Game by Dawn called Skeeter. Is it really? Absolutely. That's hilarious. Skeet, Skeeters is a hillbilly character that actually did for SNL. <laughs> trying to convince somebody to paint a fence? Is that what you're... I'm here to try and convince you to paint a fence. No, Skeeters is an Appalachian entertainer, and he hits himself in the head with a stick for money. Done, your cast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, the night before, you go out, you look at 30 Rock, you psych yourself up. Yeah, I didn't do anything when I was there other than the audition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I checked in, I went to my room, and it's funny because, you know, I check in and I was like, hey, um, what floor am I on? She's like, oh, you're on 7 or whatever. And mm-hmm. I said, is there anyone else from the audition? Because I knew there was me. Yeah. There was 15 people nationwide yeah. that they, they flew in for this thing. How, how often do they audition during Once the year? Once a year. The audition once a year, and they only look at fifteen people. Right. Oh shit. Well, I don't. Know if, I don't know if I don't know if every year it's fifteen, okay. but it okay. was this year. Um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking about this. Shit. I hope not. I hope it's not a problem. Anyway, I'll probably completely <laughs> jinx it for myself. It's okay. But, uh, this uh, this men's room thing will do fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, the point is they they, Saturday, don't, they don't look 28th. at a lot of people. They don't look at a lot of people. So I was very very psyched and very flattered that they they flew me in and they were very kind to me and. Uh, all I did is I just checked in and I said to the, the lady at the front, I said, hey, is there anyone else on my floor that's auditioning? She goes, oh, no, we wouldn't do that to you. You guys are all on separate floors. So I, I check into my room. Start going and, up and down and the I floors. Start, and I start, like, I start like running my, my audition. How, just, how much time do you have? Like how, how Five many, minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. I, wanna, I ran a little late, but, um, but essentially you want to keep it to about five. And I hear in the wall over, like, some guy, like, <laughs> some guy, like, doing, like, a, I don't know, like a, 
a Barack Obama impression or something, and I was like, motherfucker, they put us right next to each other. <laughs> we would never so, do that to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you walk in, you've got a roommate. So, so it's, yeah, he's like, yeah. Hey, uh, you're doing a Billy Bob impression too? Me too. Um, you want to run lines? Uh, no, like, so they, they got you're us. From, you're from Michigan. Skeeter's not the impression. Cooper is. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like Superman and how Clark Kent is really right. the, the, yeah. So, See how I made it about geek stuff there? Absolutely. You're teaching me how to do the Watch show. Watch out for more <laughs> so, so you you have five minutes. You're practicing. This dude in one room over is practicing. He's practicing, too. And it's obvious. And we're practicing. It's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious because he keeps – you keep hearing the same – I don't know what impression he was doing, but you hear it muffled through the wall, the same, right. like, silly voice over and over again. And we were bo- – you could tell we both kind of altered our volume level once we figured it out. Cause, oh, because he heard you. He heard me, and I the heard fucking him. Fucking thin and, walls, man. Yeah, well, no, they were. Um, I went to see Haywire, and there's an entire like Michael Fassbender, like Gina Carano fight. Does he have his in, dick out in that as well? No, no, no. Okay, no but but there's an entire fight in a hotel room, and they're smashing shit. And I'm like, it goes on for like eight minutes. Nobody, nobody hears anything. Some, well, they probably put them next door to like a really old person. Nothing, nothing. Nobody's smashing, and they're hey, smashing shit. On each other. They're going to tables. I think tables. we should call the. I think we should call the concierge. <laughs> so you guys hear each other. Did you meet the dude? I have no idea who it was. I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Um, we were respectful enough to not fuck each other up. I think we both knew, like, hey, this guy, whoever he is. You didn't want to go over there and knock on the door and be like, hey, man, listen. No, I just, like, he's obviously working just as hard as this as I am, and we'd obviously both, you know, put in our our time to get that far. Just getting that far was pretty awesome, and, and, and we were all really cool to one another. Um, during the very, very few exchanges we had. Because we, like, many, you know, we said hello in the elevator. Me and, like, because they brought us all up together. Okay. And they took Were you, us all you, down. Anybody hot? Were you scoping the girls? Um, I was not. I, I, my mind was somewhere else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was one very, very cute, very talented girl who, I guess, came straight. I, I heard, overheard that she came straight from some Broadway show. So Holy shit. She was, you know kind of a you know kind of a big deal it was Hedwig in the Angry it was Hedwig in the Angry Inch, <laughs> that's it not a girl it was Julie Taymor which is really <laughs> odd and uh <laughs> she's only wearing bones <laughs> yeah yeah she, her, she was painted blue um and um she had war paint on it's like I didn't think she does comedy but she, I'm covered she in had like sands. a ukulele and she did like this whole musical routine it was weird but um but uh but anyway so we're we I, I stayed up probably until like 4am because I was still on LA time and I just ran it and ran it and ran it Got to bed really late. Woke up really late. Slept through the audition. Completely <laughs> fucked myself. Uh, went home crying. Uh, no, I and and then I just I just woke up just enough time was just enough time to like wash up, eat, and then get over there. And um, and it was amazing. It was uh, it was like being because it's actually on the thirty. It's on the. It's studio, on the set. It's on the studio eight H uh, stage. And so the SNL stage we see on TV, that's where you that's audition where it was, yeah. yeah. And it was... Um, and they're all, like, sitting in the audience, or what? They're all right there. Uh, but they're, you know, but you're lit for the stage, so you can't really see their faces, mm-hmm. which is probably for the best, because I probably would have, like, freaked out. Or, like, done crowd... Let's do some crowd work. Yeah. <laughs> how, many here, how many here from Florida? Um, you want a t-shirt? <laughs> so, you like Tom Green? <laughs> that guy's going places. Hey, there's no shit on this mic. You can talk to me. Right? And um, they were very, they were very cool. They were very nice, and they, they you did uh, your Al Pacino. What'd you do? You did I your did, Skeeter I Al Pacino. Didn't do Al Pacino because Bill, Bill Hader does an awesome Al Pacino. Oh, okay, so okay. I'm not gonna bring in what they already got. So I did. Um, I just did a couple of impressions, a couple of uh, original characters. I did. Skeeter. But it was surreal, right? It was very surreal. It was weird. It was like being. 
what I was going to say earlier is, you know, if, you, if you've been to a live taping anywhere, most of the time you get there and you're like, this is so much smaller. I'm going to switch your hands to lean on. You keep... You can, you okay. can lean on that hand. Lean on this lean hand. Lean on this? Yeah, just don't cover the mic this with your hand so and weird. you're getting all relaxed. Keep going. Oh, I'm supposed to look right at yeah, that. Yeah, well, hand. no, no, you were going like this. But the mic was right there. So you're covering, you were you're putting your hand between you and the mic. Oh, you're supposed to yeah. be able to hear my voice. Yeah, yeah. All right, now I'm on. It's an it's a audible thing. Okay. You were, leaning on, you, were, you were leaning your chin on your hand, but well, it was that's between my impression you. It was between of the thinker. <laughs> there you go. You know, I'm a big fan of Rodan. Not the painter, but the big monster that fights Godzilla. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, what I was saying is that if you go to like a live taping in Los Angeles of like Conan or, or Leno or whatever, you get there and you're like, wow, this set is, the studio is a lot smaller yeah. than it looks on TV. It's exactly the opposite. Because everything in New York is just so much bigger in person, mm-hmm. and, and this is no exception. And um, they they just sent me right out, and it was it was I had not seen the stage before it was time for me to go. But as soon as you're out there, five minutes and you're like back. It's, exactly, I mean, it it's happened like, like a blink, right? It's like go out, and we'll count you. We'll count you down. It wasn't like I'm waiting in the wings for a while. It was like they send you right out. You do it. You leave. And That's almost better. Because you just, it is, you know, it's it like is, a water slide this, that you're scared of. But at the of. same time, it's like, it was like being stripped naked and kicked out of the window of a plane. Like, you just thrown right into this, and it's, you just step onto the stage, and it's just this big oak stage, and there's so much history to it, and, and I just have so much respect for what they do over there, because, like, every week, they've got all these, just people just working their Super talented off. people, Super yeah. talented people, and, and it's like 35, what, 35 years yeah. worth? So you just felt like the weight and the history of the stage. It wasn't like some... You know, like some North Hollywood no home yeah, yeah. theater stage. It's fringe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you just felt like, wow, this is this is some serious shit that I'm that I'm that I'm doing here. And then yeah, I just I, I just wanted to not shit my pants. That was the goal. <laughs> that was the goal for myself is just don't pass out, don't because I, I was I, I felt like that was happening at one point. Like they're, they're counting me down like five, four, and I was like. Oh, oh, oh shit! Pull and just, it off. There, was a, there was just a quick, just a, just a flash. It was probably only like one second, but in my mind, it was like a whole etern- It was like an eternity. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna wow. pass out the same way I did when I was 14 in, in the marching band freshman year. That kind of happened at my wedding, but that was my wedding. You pass out at your wedding? No, but I had that moment where I said, "Whoa, what the fuck is this?" Because you're just like, like an audition. You're just kind of going along, and the enormity of the situations. If you stop to think about it, yeah. You're done. You can't. So you just have to go you, with it. You're just going. And luckily, the the marriage, is, like the wedding is scripted, and it's planned, and it's scheduled, and you're just kind of going. And boom, yeah, boom, boom. you've got to, That's what a, a coordinator is for. And my, uh, my, my buddy George Callert, you know, had gotten married like a year or two earlier, and he said, Jonathan, like my one piece of advice is you'll never see these people together in one place again. So on the, and I gave this advice to our buddy Tim Jennings, who's been on the show before when he got married recently. I said, just take, he, he said, just take, like, five breaths worth of time and just stop and look at everyone together because it'll never happen again in your lifetime. That combination of people, those people and what they mean to you and everything, you'll never have that again. You're not going to start crying. Like no, 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 no. But, 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 but I'm up there and I'm about to get married <laughs> and I stop and I turn and I see everyone. Bad idea. Bad idea. Bad oh, yeah. idea. Just stay focused on your wife. Just, just look at the wife. Stay and, on target. Uh, just stay on stay target. Stay on target. Because I turned and I looked at everyone, you know, who had been invited and like what yeah. they meant to me, friends and family, and going back to like when People I was a you kid. Love from your whole life, it was like it was like Jonathan London. This is your life. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in her life too. Yeah. And you see like it coming together. she wasn't dumb enough to turn and look. <laughs> oh no, she, I did not she give her the smart. advice. I was like, that was stupid. You know, that was the dumbest thing I could have done. Thanks, George. <laughs> you <laughs> I was dick. Like, oh, jeez, I fucked up. I put the, I put the the ring on the wrong hand at first. Like I was like, oh, jeez, get well, together. Maybe she didn't put it on her foot. Yeah, no, you know? I'm glad. Or a different girl's hand. It turned out great. One of, the, one of the bridesmaids or something. We were we were good. Yeah, or my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take your own brother? But I mean, there's moments in life where you just have those moments where it's like, okay, if I stop and I take inventory of the enormity of this situation or how this is a life moment, I will, this, I will buckle. No, you have to just keep pummeling through it. Luckily, it's a, way, I mean, if it was a seven-minute audition, you'd be screwed. You have to be like a shark. You, you know what I mean? keep moving, yeah. And I, uh, it, I only allowed myself that one glimpse of kind of looking at the situation from right. the outside, and it almost fucked me. And I, and I was able to, almost as soon as it started, pull it back together and go, no, no, I'll do that. That's not Chris Farley's stay, joke. Stay on. Like, Chris Farley, all the legends. I saw Tummy Boy earlier today. Like, Chris Great Farley, you know, uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, all those people. Yeah. You just see, like, the, the history of them, like the ghosts of them in that building. Yeah, well, you just felt their going, ghosts Whoa. on the stage. And some of them aren't even dead, so right. it's weird that their ghosts were there because they're right. still alive. But, I mean, the legend, the yeah, weight of that. But, no, but I know what you mean. You're like, shit, I could be in a Ghostbusters movie. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you try not to let that go to your head, and you're just like, you know what, this is just... And, and in that moment, I said to myself, um, if you don't shit your pants in front of Lorne Michaels, you can put this in the wind column. Right. Like, And that's what I did. And I just, uh, at that point, just decided I don't want to... I don't want to regret this. I don't want to look back on this 10 years from now and say, oh, man, if you hadn't fucked that up, things would have been go- going so well Oh, for you. yeah. And, and that's all I just, I just decided. Just just have, just do the best audition you can and walk away from it. Well, look at this Marcel the Shell girl. She's a, she's a girl who was on Saturday Night Live. You know that, that short Marcel the Shell with no. shoes on? I got to send you these shorts. Who's I- Marcel the Shell girl? There, there was a girl on SNL, uh-huh. and I think she came out of UCB. Okay. And she got on SNL, and in her first season, she accidentally cursed live. Really? And because, What'd you know, la- uh, I think she said fuck, but like, being the last one in, she was gone, right? Oh, really? They, they, they fired her from SNL, and I, was, uh, I, I saw this story on, I think, Dateline or something about her, because she went into a huge depression. Because oh, she yeah. was at the apex, you know, like she was there. She was part of Saturday Night Live, and then all of a sudden she's fired, and she moved to Brooklyn. She moved into her apartment with her boyfriend at the time, now the husband, I think, and he's a writer-director, and they're living in Brooklyn, and she's just depressed, and out of this, out of just not having anything to work on, you know how important it is to have a project like Geekscape or have a project like Frog Island, you know, um, she started making these little videos with her husband. And she made this video called Marcel the Shell out of a shell and in a little eyeball sticker and little sh- toy shoes. With little googly eyes? Yeah, yeah. I well, just one. Eyes. Just one. And it's and she does the voice, and it's like stop-motion animation. And there's and they, they made the first one, and it got kajillion views. And then a year later, a they made the second one, and it got twice as many views. And then they have a book deal to make a children's book. And so he, my, my wife loves Marcel the Shell. Oh, it's great. Really? But she... But she had to make something of it. You know what I mean? Like, she yeah. had to turn that negative into a positive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, ha- you have to. I mean, otherwise you'll just put a gun in your mouth. <laughs> you know? Does it make you mad that you, uh, you're so similar to Seth Meyers that you didn't get the show? No. Uh, the thing is, like, um, that's <laughs> like, why you, you say that because well, I, mean, I, don't do see, I don't see that at all. I don't think I look at all like Seth. And yet so many people have said that to me, like, within the last year. Yeah, it's the nice guy. It's the nice that. guy. 
persona. You know what I mean? Like it's the nice guy. Like you guys, I think, would be playing a lot of the same stuff. I actually met him, and he was he was a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's a I think he's a super funny guy, but he was he was very kind. So um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. What think do you think that, it was? I, I mean, because you had a good audition, right? I know. I don't even want to jinx it. Okay. I, I, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. No, honestly, no, no. It's it's cool. I I just think that they, I mean they weren't looking for anybody. Quit covering your mouth. Am I doing it again? Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't hire anybody. They're just seeing what's out there. I think they're just seeing what's out there because nobody left. Right. And that was my biggest fear. Like I, 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 I walked away from it feeling really good. Like two weeks later, it's time for the season premiere, and I'm like, okay, I haven't heard anything. That's cool. I turned on the TV to watch the premiere, and I'm like, <laughs> my biggest fear was that I was going to flip it on. I was going to see some some, some the... fucking douche that looks just like me. Yeah. And they didn't hire anybody. So it was simply just a let's see what's you out there. You should have gotten that girl's number. Let's just see what's Wait, out there. Wait, you're, you're seeing so. How long have you been it, seeing this girl you're with? Oh, I'm not, I'm not seeing anybody. You should have gotten that girl with the ukulele's number or whatever it was. I was kidding. It, I, I was talking about oh. Phyllis Diller. Who okay. were we talking about? Well, the girl in the elevator. Uh, I, I said it was. Uh, I said it was Julie Taymor. She wasn't really there. <laughs> okay. That was a joke, Jonathan. I'm telling you, man. You couldn't network with these comedians and make your own I thing. Could have, yeah. Um, we were all we were all too busy getting blood circulating back to our brains. Right. To uh, that would have been funny though, right? Like, yeah. hey, so uh, what are you doing later? Be like, listen. No matter how this thing goes, we should we, hook like up. we should hook up. We should put our when, genitals together. When do you, you fly back to Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> when do you go back to Florida? Um, by the way, if you kids want to have a good time, replay this episode of Geekscape, and you can do the Geekscape drinking game. Every time one of us says Florida, you take a shot. <laughs> you will get it. You'll, you'll, you'll end up like someone living in Florida. Yeah. Do you... Racist. Absolutely. Um, do you want to... Uh, I mean, obviously you'd audition again. Yeah. And, no, and, and it sounds like it sounds like they have people audition several times before they actually cast them, right? I guess that's the way the games play. Right. Yeah, you, sometimes you have to come back, and uh, I don't know. If unless they go on Geekscape and just talk it all. Yeah, out. unless they go and they like reveal all the secrets to the process, and they're like blacklisted for a while, <laughs> which I would never be dumb enough to do. So, um, uh, but no, I mean anybody I think that got on the show, it's like you were saying about the girl that you know dropped the f bomb and she got cut. Um, that I mean anybody that gets on that show, I think it's it's all they've ever wanted for themselves. Right. And I, you know, I, I would have, of course, loved to have been on that show. But it is—it's a huge, huge thing. And you know, if they bring me back, great. If they don't, I'm happy to have had the opportunity. So, you know, onward and upward. Uh, next the, Saturday, the, the 28th, we got the, the men's next room. Next Saturday, the, the 28th. <laughs> Not only am I part of this, but there—and—and um, and you now know what I've been up to. But there's so many really talented guys from Groundlings, from Second City, from Improv Olympic. Um, all kind of coming together as this like perfect Voltron of comedy and, on this uh, men's room thing. On the men's room, yeah. So, How many people uh, is it? It's uh, there's seven guys. The magnificent. No seven. girls. There's two girls. Uh, Joe Newman and Marta McGonigal are are two uh, girl players who are stepping mm-hmm. in for a couple of scenes, and they're they're super funny as well. But it's mainly like man comedy. Like, what would you compare this to? Is it like a Mr. Show or is it like a Kids in the Hall? Like, what yeah, would no, you it's say kind it's of like? it's it's kind of its own thing. I mean, they're saying it's in the vein of of Kids in the Hall and, and Monty Python, but I think that's just because of the fact that it's a it's an all male sketch group. But it's not because we got a couple of girls stepping right. in. But um, but it's kind of its own thing. It's um. It, it remains to see to be seen what people are going to compare it to because there's definitely a lot of flavors in there, but um, it's funny. Sometimes you just can't put a label on it. You know what? It's like it's like a, I'm going to try to compare it to something. It's like Castaway meets Every Which Way But Loose. I don't want to go to this. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sophie's Choice 
No, that meets sounds hilarious. Mermaids of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Meets Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Oh, that's what that's you know. John Claude Van Damme's in Breaking Two, so I'm gonna go Is see that. Really? Yeah, yeah, he plays like a background dancer. No way. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it though. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna are skip you? out on this D and D convention. Van Damme fan, aren't you? I'm excited about Expendables 2. This news about the PG-13 thing doesn't even slow me down. What? Well, Chuck Norris Why? supposedly would only do the movie if it was PG-13 because he's all hyper-Christian, Newt Gingrich supporter. For and so that. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, oh. He, why is Chuck having, Norris is out of his fucking mind I love Chuck Norris and everything but why no is, you're done why with Chuck is, Norris why, why is having a guy he's, that promotes the Soloflex uh, can, why is that a super, deal breaker he's super why do you wholesome Christian biblical I know he is but family guy and, and all this did he see the first movie right but he signed on to this I thing watched only, it yesterday, only if they would make it PG-13 would he sign on to this thing so they made it PG-13 and so, Sylvester Stallone said yeah the rumors about the PG-13 are true that's beard tarted you know what it's still going to be Simon West's best movie. The guy who did a Con Air. And, uh, did he do the first one? I, I, well, si- Simon West didn't do the first one. Sylvester Stallone directed the first one. Oh, I assume you that, meant he wrote it or something. No, no. Simon West directed. Uh, Simon West is, is directing the second one. Sylvester Stallone directed the first one and okay. wrote the first one. So okay. this, is, this is Simon West taking over the directing chair. And you know what? Van Damme's in it. it I'm just excited that Chuck I'm going to see. I mean, I'm excited to see Van Damme on a big screen. You know Instead what? of on a DVD, you know what? somewhere, 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 Steven Seagal is eating Hagadas and crying. Well, Steven Seagal wouldn't do the movie if Van Damme was in it because supposedly the the one of the producers on the film mm-hmm. isn't a big fan of Chuck, uh, of uh, Steven Seagal and vice versa. Okay. So just having that producer on the film, it was Steven Seagal wasn't going to be in it. Really? Van Damme was going to be in the, was asked to be in the first one. But he said that he didn't agree with the the film. He thought it should take tackle more realistic uh, themes, like instead of like having croissants. No, and, he he he, he said he said he said we should be saving people in South Central, not in South America. There should you be know? more shots of my guys. Butt. Guys, please, honestly, this film needs to tackle social issues. You need to have more social so, issues in your film. So more his, shots of my buttocks, please. The Dolph Lundgren role that you saw that was supposed to be that was supposed to be Van Damme. Really? And that's the way that that's the way that cookie crumbled. Oh, look what I found in my pocket just now. What movie did you go? You went to see Red Tails? Yeah, I went to see Red Tails. Thanks for supporting the cause. How was it? It was awesome. Red Tails is good? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Cuz like, like, you started hearing that it's not good. I know, I heard well, I just like the fact that the, that this movie is out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's great. No, it like it, me too. I went to go su- be supportive of the cause and uh and I was did you go see it because you wanted to be supportive of a black filmmaker and like a black cast and all that? Or did you just go see it because it looked sweet? Well, honestly, I, I, I thought it looked sweet before I heard about all the controversy surrounding it, and I was like, oh, fuck that, I'm going to go support that. Right. That's a, I mean, because I probably would have waited for it to come out on DVD, to be honest with you. But it's good, it's good to see. It is good. And there's, honestly, like, there's, like a, there's like a five-minute sequence at the very beginning of the film where the acting is like episode one bad, but then like all those actors, you never see them again. <laughs> and, like, it, set, it sets up at the beginning of the movie like, white fighter pilots aren't that great, and they need help. And like all these, like, they're not good at acting either. Well, well the very first okay. line of dialogue in the whole movie, I'm, I'm shitting you not. The very first line of dialogue is, "Look, Germans, let's get them." And I'm not kidding you. That's <laughs> the first line in the whole movie. Um, over a horrible opening title sequence, like they have this awesome firefight where there's these jets and they're they're like they're like doing all these like they're there's this awesome dogfight. Where the hell's a Cinemark in Los Angeles? It's the Dirt Theater up on uh, Coldwater. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I know where you used, used to get in for free with your SAG card, and then they. they yeah, dude, up. you you should call me, man. I would have gotten to see this crap with you. All right, I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get in my DeLorean. I'll go back in time. Yeah. And I'll invite you. I go see some Red Tails. Oh guys, we we just came back. Red Tails was great. No I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> but it's good. It's no, worth it's, seeing. It's, it's worth seeing. There's obviously there's gonna be some there's gonna be some problems with it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be getting like the forty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, because those kids not, are accurate. It's not forty percent right. bad. It's great. I really enjoyed it. The the effects are amazing. The two main Actors they have in it, I don't know their names because I haven't racist. Seen, I haven't seen them in anything else. But um, the guys playing uh, Easy and Lightning, respectively, they're the two main characters. Uh, they're they're great. They're really charismatic young men. Um, I hope to see them in a lot of more stuff. Um, you know, my boy Cuba Gooding is there smoking a pipe at every scene. Yeah, no I, dialogue. He's just smoking a pipe in the well, background. Well, I, I, I started warming to the movie literally yesterday because I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And finally, I brought up the trailer and said, "Hey, sweetie, would you be up for seeing this movie?" And I start playing the trailer, and you see Terrence Howard, and, and my wife is like, "Oh, I bet you Cuba Gooding Jr. is in this movie." And I knew he was, and I was like, "Uh." And yeah. then all of a sudden, you see Cuba Gooding Jr. And she's like, oh, "Of course he is." I'm mad that our buddy Ahmed Best isn't in this movie. I know. I mean, he's with he Lucas. Why wasn't Ahmed Best in this? I don't know. That's a really that? that's a really good question. That's BS. I'll have to ask him about it next time I see him, or you just know. avoid the issue altogether because <laughs> he's probably best about it. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I I liked it though. I think that I think people should go check it out. Um, yeah. Okay. It's a good time. All right. That's the first review of on Geekscape that we've had in of Red Tails. In, in, no, no, in 2011. Oh, really? Or 2012. That was oh, the first. That's, we, that's like the first did. review of the of the year. We just had a throwback to Geekscape Classic yeah. just now. <laughs> you know, like this is how we used to do it. Do remember reviews. We, remember we used to burden people with our opinions. Remember we used to just like <laughs> shove our thoughts down people's throats and tell them what to see. All right, guys. Cooper Barnes. If you want more Cooper Barnes, go to Frog Island. Is it .tv? It's frogislandcomedy.com. Well, frogislandcomedy.com. Or you can check out our stuff on YouTube, because when you do that, we get money for okay, it. Okay, so, so go search for Frog Island on YouTube. And, of course, this thing, the men's room, is next Saturday. If you're in Los Angeles, it's next Saturday. There's two versions of it. You're going to see one at 5.15. You'll see another one at 7.15, 7.30. Yeah, it's the same show. Same it's show. The same show, but two different, two different live tapings, yeah. So that's next Saturday. Go. To, what's the website on that? At the Men's Room TV. You can email you the email. Men's Room TV at att.net. If you or want. there's there's actually a, a whole website. It's on dash camera dash audiences dot com, and okay. then just type in the Men's Room, and you can buy not buy. You can reserve free tickets. The free the tickets. Show. Free tickets. Yeah. Oh man, you should charge like get a little bit on the side. I know that's what I'm saying. It wasn't my call. <laughs> it wasn't my call. Okay, you're gonna be the guy who shows up early and just sets up like a like a soda get, like a, like a soda stand, stand yeah, yeah, outside. Like, like a I should have done that on Tom Green. Just like a cardboard box outside. I should have done that on Tom Green. Five cents. I just yeah. show up and be like, "Sorry, MTV, I'm doing my own thing now," and just set up like a. You guys want some soda? Should've oh man, they sure are keeping you guys out here a long time. Should've. I know, you right? Wear my DeLorean? Instead, I was all playing Pokemon. Ugh. I look back at that summer of being single in New York City, and it was a missed opportunity. But you know what? I was in England that summer. I got two Mewtwo's. This is 99, right? (laughs) Yes. What did you say you got what? I got two Mewtwo's. What's Mewtwo? (laughs) Well, Mewtwo is like the most badass Pokemon. I beat Pokemon Red. Yeah. Or Blue. I beat Pokemon Red, and then when Pokemon Yellow came out, I got Pokemon Yellow, and I traded my my Mewtwo onto like the second one. So I had two fucking Mewtwo's. You have just you just elevated yourself to a whole new level of darkness. It's Geekscape. It is Geekscape. Can I just say by the way, I was listening to your interview with Barrett Schuler. uh, I love Barrett. He's great. He's a friend of mine, and uh, I was listening to the interview, and I love that. You found he was just he was just like talking about his uh, his bar mitzvah or his lack of bar mitzvah. He was just like telling a story about his childhood, and you found a way to make it about Star Wars. Hey man, don't fuck around. <laughs> I 
it's geeks. He was like, he was like, yeah. So I had a problem with my rabbi, and you were like. Yeah, so you were kind of like Luke with Yoda on his back, and he was like, "Oh, you were not ready." <laughs> when, he's talk, like, when he's talking to Obi Wan, and he's like, "He's not ready. He's too old." Yeah, I know what you're saying. It was like it had nothing to do with his story at all. Okay. It had everything to do with his story. <laughs> it had every Cooper. It had everything to do it, with his story. You know what? Now that you put it in, now that you now that you, you say it, it does. Cooper, free your mind. All I, right, I'm the sorry. rest follows. Trust me. Oh, thanks. Salt Just, and pepper. <laughs> Guys, I love having Cooper Barnes on the show. We're going to have him again pretty soon, probably. I love being here. Did, I, it, did I an hour go you. by? Yeah, totally. Wow, we haven't even talked about <laughs> comics yet. <laughs> What's a we'll comic? We'll do that next time. Uh, so, guys, go to YouTube, search for Frog Island Comedy, and, of course, we're going to follow up with this men's group thing. Hopefully, the, the pilot turns out great. Hopefully, you guys end up selling it. Hopefully, we get to see uh, a lot more Cooper Barnes. Well, it should be a funny show. In fact, I know it will be, and I'll, I'll send you a, a link so you can... Show people how to get to it. Cool. Uh, this is Geekscape, of course. Our links are easy. Geekscape.net. Go to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Search for Geekscape. We're on there. And send me an email, Jonathan at Geekscape.net, or you can follow me on Twitter at Jonathan London. What's your, your Twitter's at Cooper Barnes, right? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Easy enough. Cooper owes me dinner now, so I do. we will see you guys next time on Geekscape. Thanks for listening. Later, guys.